Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that got drunk one night and woke up with the words reality competition tattooed on its back. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. Tonight, there are no challenges, no judging, and not even any judges, but at the end of the episode, everyone will be going home. Yes, it's our season three reunion special, and here to welcome back all of our season three contestants, I'm joined by coach extraordinaire Tom Merritt. Hello, hello. It's good to not have anything riding on what I say. <laughs> not not currently, anyway. Uh, our amazing producing team of Hammond Chamberlain. Hello. And Bobby Frankenberger. Hey, it's nice to not be furiously typing notes during this one. <laughs> and our uh, our talented social media maven, uh, Lady Monica. Hi, all. How you doing? Interviewer extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, that everyone cut me out of. <laughs> well, let's talk about that uh, because I was going to ask you about that. And since since you know you brought it up, or maybe I brought it up, so you do this this interview with uh, Danielle Ruggio, and uh, um, you you kind of get edited out of each of our <laughs> submissions that week. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, are you lobbying to have some people maybe edited out of certain episodes of the of the show in retaliation? <laughs> I don't know. Tom kind of told them to cut me out, so yeah, no, it's know. entirely my fault. If you leave Monica in, then you have to deal with fixing her audio and Danielle's, but then you're doubling the amount of work that you have to do to make stuff sound right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking Tom, yeah. People should know that your interview was intentionally laced with traps and mistakes. And uh, we, we had a, a laundry list. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, somebody even asked me in the, the chat today if they could see the document that listed all of the traps and challenges and, and things we wanted you to do. Um, and you hit all of them. And somehow Danielle even managed to see a plane getting ready to fly by. And she ran outside to uh, make sure that that, audio the plane going by got caught in uh, caught up with the microphone yeah she's incredibly talented great actress so that was wonderful and <laughs> yeah i totally pretended to be terrible at interviewing i'm just <laughs> i did like you know such a good job well it, you know it was an early interview for you but it was also you know we told you to be bad at it but she had so much like experience in working with some great people and that's just it was phenomenal i don't know it was so much fun and it showed me how much harder it is to interview people than I thought it was going to be. Like, right. it's so hard. It is. Interviews came up a few times this season, different weeks and different ways of approaching the interview. So, uh, Tom, let's talk to you for a second. So, uh, people might already assume this, but just for clarification, every week you listen to all the submissions. So, you've heard everything. I, I, I heard all of their submissions. I would I would always listen to see, you know, based on our conversations of what they were going to do, what they would end up what doing, end up doing. Gotcha. Uh, and then I would I would have access to all the judging notes so that I could oh, see what right. the uh, what the judges were saying about you know what they thought, uh, which was <laughs> a con <laughs> a constant source of frustration. Where I would say the really good thing to do is this, and then one of the judges would be like, "I hate it when people do right. this." <laughs> uh, but that I mean, you know, there, there's always going to be opinions like that, and I I did try to you know tack towards that and say, I think the judges will like, but also this is, you know, a good way to go. Uh, cause my, my job is to give options, right? My, my mm -hmm. job is not to tell them what to do, but to tell them like, here's what you could do. And here's what I think the consequences might be. Yeah. And, and that boy, did that come up a lot this season, taking the judging aspect out of it. Were there any, um, any times that you listened to the contestant submissions and said, Oh, they went, a different way than I suggested and it actually really worked or vice versa. I don't think I ever heard somebody do what I, what I, you know, threw out as an idea and then said, Oh, well that was dumb. Why did I say that? <laughs> uh, or yeah. that's not what I meant. I meant do it good. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> do it by the way, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there was never any of that. There were, there were somewhere I may have given a gentle, like now be careful. Cause if you do this, the, you know, the pitfall will be, uh, and then I would hear them do it anyway. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't avoid the pitfall. But for the most part, uh, I, I feel like I was really impressed by the sophistication out of the gate of this group. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the fact that that they they had more often a clear idea of what they were going to do and what I listened to 
that was submitted was more often than not spot on what they had, what they had said they were going to do. That's what you want to hear is, is, um, them executing a plan, whether or not the judges liked it or not, you don't want to feel like, yeah, we had this plan to do this, but we really scaled it down and we had to settle for a a talking telescope. I mean, they set out with a talking telescope and, and achieved the talking telescope. Yeah. And, and there, there are a few, few examples like that where, I, you know, I may have been saying, gosh, I don't know in my voice, but I would say, okay, well, if you're going to do that, do it, do it like this. I think that sets you up for best success. Uh, and, and they totally nailed it. Talking telescope was, was one of them. So, so this is, uh, the hosted by the Kepler telescope for this particular episode. It is, it is like narrated by the inner monologue of the telescope. Uh, this is either going to be amazing or horrible. That's a great example too. And I didn't even think about that when I threw that out. You did have that. Tell me more. <laughs> right. It's exactly what you said. Uh, I'm not completely sold, but give me a little bit no more. No bad ideas. Great <laughs> light thinking. We'll talk to him and Bobby. And then I want to talk to all of you guys here. First off, before we even get to questions, thank you for all the amazing work you do. Uh, did the season turning audio into uh, content, turning hours and hours of audio into content. Holy cow. Uh, for both patrons and free feed, you guys do uh, everything I've listened to this season was amazing and top notch. So you guys did a great job. Well, thank you, Hammond. Uh, all right, you've been producing all three seasons, so you've got the the best point of view for this. Are there things that we've done over the course of these three seasons, challenges where the results have been things you've applied to our own show here to to NTP? Absolutely. I mean, every time Jenny opens her mouth, I'm taking notes and applying the things to the show. So I think the great, the best example is the beginning of season two to the end of season two. They sound Mm. very different because I was applying new techniques and new tools as I went through that season. I feel like I learned a ton just doing that. And I mean, that editing challenge, we put Mm -hmm. the traps and pitfalls in there, Mm -hmm. but I've done interviews where I've had to do (laughs) fix everything that we had in that show minus like walking under an airplane it was actually a danielle interview with somebody oh, else for her show for her show oh that's great so the the shoe totally on the other foot yeah it was actually the very next week so karma came back and got me in the butt. but the thing uh, i enjoyed this i think the thing i enjoyed most this year was bringing in helping bring in our guests so we had a couple repeats but we had a lot of first time uh, guests. Yeah. And I feel like in many cases, they kind of nailed it without even knowing they were a name. Yes. Oh my God. You had, you brought in so many great guests this season. Um, uh, Jill Kimmel was fantastic. Danielle, of course, was, was wonderful. Um, Mark Eric Dow is a, is a returning guest, yeah. but he was great. Mark Hoffling. Um, yeah, it was, a um, a great, great, set of uh, slate of guests this season. So yeah. thank you for that. Hearing their commentary after we hit stopped mm-hmm. hearing their commentary on how we do things and like our impact on just how, what we do. And that, that shows we're actually trying to do something. We're attempting to do something good. And I feel like people are seeing that as a good thing. Uh, Bobby, let's talk about your season. You actually competed in a previous season and got to see this from, um, from two sides. Do you feel like your season uh, that this season was more difficult than your season, or do you feel of like? Of course not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what kind of well, question is that? That is kind of the the response <laughs> I was expecting. But do you feel like, uh, in all honesty, this was a tougher season than season two? I actually do think this was a tougher season than season mm-hmm. two. Um, season two, I think, was harder than season one from a listener perspective uh, and from a biased perspective of being part of season two. Um, yeah. But I do think this season was harder. There was. It's a. I think the reason for that is really complicated. First of all, I, I think we tried to make it harder, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but there's also you know we were trying new things with challenges. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm sure that people are gonna start sharpening their knives when they realize that I wrote a lot of the challenges. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some of the ones that I got blamed for. Uh, Thanks jury. (laughs) Um, But, uh, but we tried to make it harder. We tried some new things. We, um, we tried a lot of stuff and Mm -hmm. um, I think the result was that, that it was harder and we learned a lot of things from that about how to do things, um, some good and some things that we need to change and, 
but yes, the short answer to your question is I do think this season was harder. I think we spent more time, uh, one, trying to make sure that the challenges met real-world things. Yeah. Which was harder for us, but also it made the challenges a little bit harder because when it's just put a show together, don't suck, that's easy. Yeah. But when right. it's put a show together, but pay attention to these three elements, that's a much harder thing to do. Right, right, exactly. So I think overall, I think the re- the fact that it was harder was for good reasons overall. Yeah. And that yeah. is because we as a team tried really, really hard to change the way the challenges were approached this season. And instead of just saying, make a comedy or make a science podcast and, and just do yeah. it. Um, yeah. we, we approached it from a different perspective and said, let's make this challenge the challenge that tests this particular skill that is necessary to be to be you know America's next top podcaster we, right we, yeah, said, we started with a list of skills first and then built the challenges around yeah. them yeah we said what if you are America's next top podcaster what are the list of skills that we think you should have and, and, and then, I will say as much as Bobby really takes a lot of pride in the TMS challenge that was one he was most excited about most proud mm-hmm. of uh, my child is the editing challenge and that's the yeah. one I spend a lot of time on and take a lot of like pride in making sure it, it is what it is when it's when it's all said and done. Well, yeah. and, and both of those were great. And uh, obviously the the editing challenge was a new one last season and it's it's been one of my favorites both seasons and um and really enjoyed the the TMS challenge because a lot of people think, oh sure, really easy to be a guest on somebody else's show. This is gonna be a, a throwaway week, but there's so much to think about with promotion and and uh, yeah. jibing with the the hosts and that sort that's, of thing. That's what makes those challenges so great and is that those are really pure examples of of challenges that focused on a very specific podcasting skill yeah. and said let's just test this one thing right. um and and see how we can build a challenge around that. Um, there are some challenges where we tried to do that and it's, it's harder than it looks, right? Because you think you're testing something and maybe you're not. So, (laughs) and, but to be be fair, there are skills that as you develop as a podcaster, there are going to be skills that you become very good at and other skills you're not. Like I've really focused on becoming a good editor. Uh, I have appeared on other people's shows and I don't know if I'm good or not at that because I never come back again. So I guess I'm not. <laughs> like, like court killers doesn't call me anymore. Fine, well, we'll book you next Monday, Hammond. <laughs> you didn't have to go through three years of creating America's Next Top Podcaster just as a long con to get me to book you on court killers. You could have just emailed me. I actually think that the TMS challenge was was one of my favorites because being that I started my whole podcasting career just guesting on different shows. Mm-hmm. It is a skill. And if you go back and listen to those shows, I was horrible. I was absolutely the worst. I had to hone whatever kind of comedy this is that I'm doing. So, And I loved it. It was just fun. Uh, well, let's talk to the contestants. And I kind of want to piggyback on the question that I just asked you guys. But I know a lot of players this season listen to previous seasons to get an idea of the show. But is there anybody... Uh, who feels like even after listening to the previous seasons of the show, they were unprepared for the level of work and stuff involved with uh, being part of the season. Michael, let's talk to you about that. Yeah. I, so I listened to the previous two seasons and that's why I applied to the show. Cause it just, I knew it would give me the, the basic skills and challenges that I wanted to develop to uh, start my own show. I didn't expect it to be like three hours every night, every day of the week <laughs> leading up to the challenge. However, the producers and and you, Brian, were, were graceful in giving us a Friday deadline instead of over the weekend so that we could have our weekends. That's an important thing too. Speaking as someone from second season who we, we had all, we had to have it in by Sunday at noon. And I was afraid that some people might think, oh, that, that you guys were being short shrifted because you you didn't get the extra time but i've talked to more than one of the contestants and heard the same sentiment from all of them that they're glad like you michael um that it was due on friday because you're absolutely right every single one of our teams and contestants in season two we used every you use all the time you're given 
Um, mm-hmm. And so we did not have weekends. It's funny, right? Because you'd think that giving you a shorter time period to produce the show would make things harder, but it really does force you guys to to then have the weekend off and not be thinking about uh, editing or re-recording or adding honking noises in the background, things like that, that you kind of get that all all done before Saturday and, and get to take Saturday and Sunday off. Dusty, how about you? I think it was interesting that there were people this season that had more podcasting experience than in past years or in past seasons. And uh, I could tell listening to season two, be like, oh, you know, this is something I would have done differently or, you know, that's a mistake that I've made a million times in the past and wouldn't make again. And I know it is a reality competition cliche, but let me tell everybody who's listening, it is harder than it looks or in this case sounds. (laughs) to uh, get everything organized. I mean, you know, you've got the Monday night uh, challenge and Mm -hmm. then you basically have uh, 24 hours to coordinate your team uh, wherever they are and whatever their schedules are and come up with a plan of attack so that you can be ready for Tom time uh, and then, you know, execute on that plan after Wednesday and have it done, you know, by Friday afternoon or, you know, later in the evening, depending where you are. And there's, there's definitely a lot of time pressure, even for people that have experience doing this sort of thing. And, uh, we definitely, well, I definitely experienced, uh, at least a couple of unforced errors just by virtue of the kind of race to Mm. show out based on, uh, all the different kind of levers that had to be pulled at different times. Yeah. And you'd start to notice a pattern too with that, right? Like, as you said, Tuesday, terror, uh, (laughs) moderate confidence, Thursday, either terror or more confidence, depending how the episode (laughs) went. And then Friday relief followed by the worst terror of all on Monday. Monday. Right. How how bad is that? Is that, uh, time leading up to, uh, leading up to the judges? It was weird. I know we, uh, this season we started out, uh, my team started out as the last to be judged and, uh, listening to the other teams either be uh, eviscerated or <laughs> faded as appropriate for their uh, for their skill or lack thereof. There's right. definitely an element of oh god, they're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> when they say one of our teams really crapped the bed, and then they don't say anything about the first was. two teams. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Nikki, I know that when we recorded that last episode and we were wrapping things up, you had said something like, and and if you're thinking about uh, joining this for the next season, you're crazy. No, I do have a thing to say. If you sign up for season four, you're insane. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not to discourage people, but uh, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's it way more work, than yeah. I thought it would be. And I had this thing where I was listening to the other seasons to prepare, and then you'd mm-hmm. say the challenge, and immediately I'd be like, oh, so easy, just do X, Y, Z. Like, so easy, I can't wait to do this. And then when it happens to me, I'd be like, I have no idea. I'm going to be <laughs> doing the driest episode ever of, question and answer under pressure. It's a little bit different. (laughs) It's, it's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacking, right? It's very easy to look back at the seasons and say, Oh my God, movie challenge. I have so many great ideas for that. And I, I'm absolutely guilty of it because I come off of this every week or every season after comedy week and say, yeah, here's how I would have done that. Or here's how (laughs) I would have done that differently. But it's, it's really easy to not have any stakes in the game and be able to come up with something. Yeah. And I'm still waiting for the season where you, Scott, Justin, and Jenny, uh, <laughs> go have to where do we, some, some challenges. Where we actually uh, do the challenges. Yeah. Yeah, that would make me feel better. Uh, as as showrunner, I get to uh, I get to lift the cloche on that one uh, whenever I want. No, so. actually, it's something I've been pushing for since the end of season one. So yeah, yeah it's it really is. Has, I mean, yeah. I have been pushing for one of those mid season specials where we put the judges through it. I'd pay money to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Patreon feeds for. Not coaches, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we turn things around and make the make the judges and the coach hey, no. uh, have to do some of the challenges. Um, which which challenges? And I know you're probably all going to say comedy week, but if you have another one besides comedy week, I want to hear it. What challenge would you make the 
the judges and the coach do? I, I would I would say two uh, off the top of my mind. One is yeah. advertisement. I, I know a lot of people cringe about, I don't want to do it, but that's where money comes from. So I want to see how the judges do on the, the oh, ads. Yeah. Um, the other one I had was the interview. We got very kind of uh, flavored um, inputs, insights from the judges. So I want to see. Which which type of interview would you make them do? The one where we give them a a, a subject and they all yes. have to interview them? or mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. They, you should not get to choose. So you should give them where <laughs> they are not really comfortable in the space that they would approach, right? <laughs> right. Because it's really easy. I mean, and, you know the judges and and Tom and all of us here on the the back end of things, we have people that we've probably been thinking about that we'd want to interview and it's not sprung on us. So it'd be like, oh, okay, here's my chance to interview so-and-so. You brought up sponsorships as well, which uh, again was another brand new uh, challenge this season. Let's say we give that to the judges. Uh, Chetna, how would we make it tougher for the judges than it was for you guys? I would say don't give them any scripts or or the the documentation. Give oh, them the company and <laughs> have them select what would the the sponsored company would want them to advertise them, right? So I love it, I love it. <laughs> Maybe we just even give we just give them the name of the company. We say it's called uh, the carpet flavor. company. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say flavor box, but that sounds like it's a, a tasty crate kind of thing. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, don't give them anything which they can find out of the box, <laughs> right? That's right? Spaltrex. All right, you're you're going to be doing an ad for Spaltrex. Uh, go. <laughs> Is there anybody who had a an absolute favorite week this season? One that they just really really enjoyed and would want to do again? Tony, how about you? I absolutely loved uh, uh, being on the morning stream. That was a blast. Mm-hmm. Not, not only was it a blast. Uh, but it was a, a fairly easy week, so we didn't have to do a lot of work and meetings and whatnot. So it was just hang out and then show up and have fun. So that was definitely my favorite. Scott is really good about kind of the off-the-cuff questions. As far as I know, and I didn't see any any show notes in the document that he and I share, but I'd give him a couple things like, yeah, here's the name of their show that they do. Um, here's the type of show that it is. But then he would just kind of run with that. And I feel like... Um, Letting him do that not only kept you guys on your toes, but still made it feel like it was a spontaneous. My favorite part about the unexpected thing I thought that was because I was already excited about the TMS thing mm-hmm. um, before it happened. But what was unexpected for me was that it turned out to be like a really f- awesome way to reintroduce us to to people, to contestants as we were getting near the end. We were at like what, four or five people left, five so. people left. Five. And, um, yeah. and it was like, okay, these are our top five. Let's, uh, we've, we've heard them talk to each other. Let's just talk to them and, and get to know them again, a, a little bit more. That was a neat thing that came out of that. It really did well. The, the audience loved it too. Like we did those, those surveys really just saying, did they fit well with the hosts and did they, did you get to hear about their show and things like that? It was really, really simple. Um, I'd even just been a one question survey, but, uh, the audience, the TMS audience really enjoyed everybody. Adi, how about you, man? Yeah. I'm just looking over everything. It's funny. I've got all the, uh, the artwork up so I can figure out which oh, yeah, you week can was remember all the weeks. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like the investigation week, partly oh, yeah. because it was one of the earlier ones and we had more freedom to kind of figure out what we wanted to do. And just, um, just the way our team gelled. At the beginning, it was fun to work together and put something together like that. Those always feel like such great weeks to really do as much NPR, <laughs> kind of, kind of do your best impression of an NPR style show as possible. Mm-hmm. Is that? Did you guys approach it like that? We kind of did. Um... Edwin Riss sat in a courtroom as a judge issued his sentence: twelve months of suspended prison time, probation essentially. But Edwin shouldn't have been in that courtroom. As an acclaimed flute player, he should have been off practicing for his next concert. I think pretty early on, we kind of figured out that we wanted to do as little multiple voices as possible. So we just kind of figured out our roles and, you know, we knew Nikki was going to read it for us. So, um, and we knew she had the chops for it. So, you know, um, me and Jeremy did a bunch of the research, putting the script together. Um, Nikki did most of the reading, Will did some reading too, and then 
Will did most of the editing. So it was like it was an it was a fun team challenge where we all had different parts to play and mm-hmm. everybody settled into those parts really well. Yeah, there was I remember that being a really good week with um three great stories coming out of it. It was a a, um, a very engaging cool week. Will, how about you, man? Well, yeah, I I mean going off that um I I we already kind of talked about the telescope episode, but that was <laughs> science week, yeah. It was I don't know. It was just such a like big swing that like hit. It was probably the biggest swing I was involved with uh this season and and for it to actually like connect. It's March 7, 2009. Launch day. Today's the day my brand new job at NASA finally begins. My name's Kepler. Welcome aboard. It's something that I never would have thought to do like by myself. Um, you know, I'm not I'm right. not like a science guy. I mean, like I like science, but it's not, you know, my expertise. And so to like really dive in and like do research on the telescope and stuff like that and then like make it into this narrative thing and have, you know, the sound design and all that was, it was just really fun. Well, you might, I think you might be, I don't know if you're being modest or if you're not remembering, but you're the, the interview you did with Mark oh, was kind yeah. of a big deal. I, I just have to say, I have probably between being interviewed for all <laughs> kinds of different um, print things and, and online things as a designer for Disney, I've probably given something like a hundred I've never had a better interviewer ever. Wow. Thank um, you. Oh I my felt God. Like I, 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 oh, I don't want to, <laughs> right. I, I was going to, we can talk about that too, but I just feel like it's been, I don't know. I, I do. I, I guess I'm modest about that. I like loved that interview and I love that week. Um, but, but, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess that was it was I less of a swing for the fences kind of thing, right? Like you was, for the Mark yeah, Hoffman, yeah. you just had to interview and be yourself. But the there was a big risk with the talking telescope. Right. And and the the interview, I mean, like I'm not gonna like I'm very, very proud of that. Um like extremely proud of it and and uh i i think it's one of the coolest things i did on the show just because i had never interviewed anyone before whereas like the telescope i mean like that was probably the the week i the second busiest week of the competition and the first was the final week so like i was it was just so much more involved than the interview especially because um, I handed the the interview over to Jeremy to edit, so I, I was hands off after that. Yeah, and we actually should I should bring up the fact that that we don't have everybody here with us tonight. Uh, Jeremy, Eliza, and Brendan weren't able to make the reunion show, which is a bummer. Are we talking about favorite weeks? Uh, let's flip things over, and I'm just imagining everybody is getting ready to say comedy week. But what <laughs> if you did have a least favorite week this season that wasn't comedy week? <laughs> what was it? It was that uh okay, so I I I'll preface it just happened to be the week I was eliminated, but that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> that it was the other thing, right? Don't say comedy week and don't say the week I was eliminated, but you're but it for you it is a different Yeah, it's that editing challenge. I uh the the last one, well the last one I did, um, with the bad edits and the 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 one that uh Monica did, which by the way, Tom did recommend cutting her out i would have never <laughs> never done that yes. um but just just hearing you know I, I am a somewhat experienced podcaster and i've never heard anything that bad so it just hurt uh hurt my soul to to work on that um and then also i happened to get eliminated but it really had nothing to do with that it was just editing such um difficult audio that that was <laughs> not fun not fun at all after all the interviews we made you do this season, are you thinking about doing more interviews in your, in your regular shows? No. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I don't do a lot of interviewing. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm not a fan. Um, I like them in person, you know, I'll do convention yeah. moderating. That's a blast, sure. but oh yeah, that's uh, true. Right. You do, you kind of do that with your regular job. For in, sure. in person. Yeah. But having yeah. a schedule and set them up and, Make sure everyone's equipment sounds good. I yeah, I'd rather not. And we have guests, but usually the guests are you know content creators, so they already have you know decent audio. And again, no sure. airplanes. 
no potato <laughs> chips. Nobody making a smoothie. Jen, how about you? Did you have a, a least favorite week? Well, I mean, considering how I got booted in the second challenge, um, yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't have a lot to choose from, obviously, but you know, I think the investigative one um, that we did, that the one that I got voted off was off of, um, was you know really challenging. I've I've never done an interview type. Or I've never done an investigative type podcast, um, and also just kind of like the reason why I got voted off was because it was like, it was my idea. Um, and that happened to be the week that I happened to have off. So I put a lot of energy into, you know, that episode. So I would say that's the only reason why it's my least favorite is because yeah. I, I was, I was told I was b- voted off for taking like, for, because it was my idea in a sense. And I think what we're saying was, Jen, that's a great story. We need to frame our whole podcast around the story. You know, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, well, did anyone not uh, pick up the slack? Was anyone not as involved? It was more like, oh, it was your idea. Therefore, we're going to vote you off. (laughs) That would be, that would do it for me too, especially because that was such a, that wasn't just your idea, but I mean, it was a very personal story for you. It was something that you experienced and, and turned into a show and um, it didn't, it didn't resonate with the judges, which, which meant that. Because it was so much of you out there, it was a very difficult thing to uh, to to point a finger at somebody else. Which double edged sword, right? It was so much. It made you so vulnerable, but then also ended up being. Yeah, I, I think at the same time, though, like I'm, I, I don't really like have hard feelings about it. It's just I only have so many options to pick from, from challenges to pick from. <laughs> right. um, but yeah. it did, you know, it did teach me a lot too because I, I think that you know part of our editing process, we did cut out a lot of what my husband and I shared, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the biggest lesson I learned in that challenge was to be more you know, have more conviction and sharing the story, you know, like sharing yeah. my story where I felt like, you know, there's some things where maybe I purposely didn't want to fight for more of my story. So, you know, there's a silver lining to everything. And uh, that was like really the biggest thing that I learned um, during that challenge. Adi, how about you? Yeah, I would say the the one that uh, got me was the advertisement week. And I say that only because... <laughs> It seemed like the one challenge that there was the biggest disconnect between what we were given as contestants and what the judges actually expected of us. Well, it's funny you bring that up because uh, you're the person who's figured out a way to work Orange Sight into like (laughs) other podcasts since that week. Well, yeah, after they said, keep it short, don't do a five minute ad. Oh, right. Each one of these concepts could be fleshed out and be and and turn itself into a 30 second spot. Okay, I could do that. Jaina, how about you? Did you did you have a uh, least favorite? I, I would not say least favorite. I think the challenge that I struggled the most was the education, um, I think, week, where uh, the other two teams did extremely well. Uh, the talking telescope came out of that week. So right. we did biohacking um, uh, sort of uh, coverage. It was so uh, breadth-wise that you can do everything and anything. I think yeah. every other topic was such but I think we struggled as to how to scope it down to a specific area of focus and then highlight that through the episode. I think we did a lot of back and forth. Um, we were confused as well, and we had great ideas. But I think to incorporate in one single episode with that 10 minutes kind of mm-hmm. limit was really challenging. That 10 minute limit, that's that uh, investigative week and. Um and education week mm-hmm. are the toughest ones with that 10 minute limit. I feel like, because you get, you've got the opportunity to have so much content in there. And, uh, there's so much, so many limits to that 10 minute, uh, time. I, I love the 10 minutes window, but, but sometimes based on what it is, um, the challenge, um, the challenge actually brings the challenge of uh, incorporating <laughs> the whole uh, content that you come up with in that 10 minutes time. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So we know, uh, so sponsorship week, uh, lower limits and for education and <laughs> investigative week, higher limits. I like this. This is very yep. good. <laughs> um, Vincent, how about you, man? Uh, what, what kinds of things this season, what really jumped out to you? Cause we did have, um, we had some, experiences with you where you got to be the front runner on a podcast and other ones where you kind of work behind the scenes. Yeah. I, I really, really enjoyed, um, the education week. I, I really love what, what we did that week. And 
um, part of it was was getting because uh, that week I was mainly on the back end. I did um, pretty much just the sound design on that one, and that aspect was really cool. Um, doing like a deep dive on sound design, which you know, in in all the years I've been doing podcasting, I really haven't done much in sound design. Sure, um, not to that extent. Like not trying to tell a story with sound. Um, it's mainly for me trying to tell a story with a story, you know, with, with, with words. So, um, that was something where I felt, I felt very challenged by not going overboard with it, but also really excited by the opportunity to, um, you know, be creative in that sound space. Yeah. And that was such a great opportunity and you did such a great job with the sound design on that, the rumbling of the, um, the volcano, the, um, you know, the, Thank you. I think yeah. you guys even had some, uh, like the, the boat kind of going out, you know, at right, different, yeah, yeah, the the different stages stuff. of the story. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's not the only way volcanoes make their presence felt in the world. Other volcanoes can produce low frequency sounds when they erupt. The sound design uh, for that show, has it inspired you to do more of that? I know, you know, your current oh, show probably doesn't lend itself to a lot of sound design, but does it kind of make you want to do like something related to that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Forward? I mean, that's, that's something that sparked a lot of ideas for me. Like, oh, how can yeah. I, you know, how can I start working this into, into other projects? You've got a schedule that really did kind of overlap into the evenings when, team meetings would be going on and things like that. So I know that oh, was my a schedule's really, really awful. difficult thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my schedule is terrible. Yeah. I, I made uh, a, a very bad decision um, when my son was two to start my own business. Cause that's a great time to start it when you have a son who's two um, <laughs> and a daughter who is, right, yeah. is coming into her teenage years. So we've got the carting the daughter off to all the teenage things and the son who is now five, but um, you know, yeah, it was, that was crazy. Is there something for those of you who have finally picked the microphone back up after the uh, weeks and weeks of torture that we put you through? Uh, is there anybody who's who's used something that they learned this season in a show, notable, like something that they've they've caught themselves using? Oh, I picked up editing, uh, especially the the music, oh, uh, right? Free music, how to incorporate them. I think I, I took a lot of them from Tony and also from Jeremy. Um, so, so we would discuss all of that, right? How does this sound? How does that sound? Let's add it. And I think Jenny played a a big, big role in giving us feedback on how to mix music. Nine seconds in, I heard your music fade like abruptly and you should hear that. And all of those kind of nuances and the lingo around uh, music editing was fairly new for me. I'm, I don't even come from any any podcasting background. Doesn't mean <laughs> the rest of them have, but at least they've been listening so much so that um, yeah. the commercial side of par- podcasting, so that they they know quite a bit. I did not know anything. I think I picked up. Uh, throughout the ANTP, I picked up a great deal. Um, I would have incorporated a tiny bit of it, but I have that knowledge with me that I can go do another show uh, and 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 put all these learning into play. So yeah, I'm so grateful for everyone here uh, that I, I could just listen in to all their work um, and and take inspiration. So yeah, and yeah, and you've got this background now that you know so much more about all of the other people that were part of this experience. And so even when you're listening to other shows that they produce, you're able to kind of hear that, um, that connection that you made with them here in ANTP come through. I know it's, you know, it's a very, it's a very, uh, join hands around the, the fire seeing Kumbaya kind of thing, but it is a, it is something that, um, that always comes out of this is this community thing that, um, and, and to add to that, right, I think we talked about the camaraderie between the team members, even though I don't know anybody as close, but you, even with the Connect Four, I can reach out to any of them on Discord and ask them any question, right? So I think that's a freedom we have. And that's the beauty of uh, ANTP, I'm sure every season, but this season especially. So I, I can reach out to any other member outside of the team that I work with to ask specific questions. I, I don't think I have that inhibition or hesitation that I, I can or cannot reach out to them. So that, that's a beauty, again, uh, for sure. speak enough. So <laughs> thanks to you guys for bringing us all together. Uh, it, it was sincere. It was really sincere. Mm-hmm. And, and a story I have is 
at some point, I think Will and I teamed up. I think a lot of his, I think a lot of me rubbed off on Will. I think that's what happened. Um, <laughs> but he and I were just chit-chatting and, and one of us made the joke like, oh, the, it was the friends we made along the way. And then we were both like, oh, yeah. but you know, seriously, that really is the case. Um, and, and it really is the case. And it was really nice to jump on and hear everyone's voice again. And so it's, it's nice to know, you know, there's this ton of other content creators out there uh, that I can work with or chat with, or even just run ideas by. So that, that really, that honestly, since we're talking about, that was my favorite thing. So are you saying that this is not the reality show where uh, people would say, I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to win. It's kind of the opposite. I didn't come here to win. I came here to make friends. No, I didn't come. I, I kid you not. I did not come to make friends. It, to me, this was, <laughs> this was work. I was like, all right, let's go to work. Let's clock there in. There you go. And yeah. it was unintentional, but it still, you know, you can't fight it. Um, and it caught me off guard. I was like, oh. And I was sincerely, you know, emotional when people from my team left. And I was like, sure. what the heck? What is that's not that's not how I work. <laughs> Will would you would you agree with the fact that uh, some of Tony P's uh, experience and knowledge rubbed off on you, and that's <laughs> what what made you win the season? Yeah, I actually I I totally forgot to attribute my win to Tony P. Um, <laughs> no, you're supposed to say you did, and we edited it out. Oh it's right, what you're yes, yes, to say. yes. Yeah. That's all. It's all on. It's really Bobby's fault when you think about it. <laughs> Um, there you go. You're learning. <laughs> but you like, I don't, you guys listen to me and Nikki fight over like, like, no, 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 Nikki, you're, you're doing great. Like, like we, yeah. we, we never had like a, it was, I think we had like a fake fight in the discord. Like chat seriously, once. I tried to get you guys <laughs> to like tear each other's hair out to get biology, you know, for you to keep her from getting the biology show so you could take it. I'm going to set a timer for 60 seconds, and I want the two of you to talk to each other, work together, and figure out who gets which show to do. And it still didn't work. I still couldn't make you guys. Uh, well, I don't, and I don't know if Nikki has anything she wants to jump in here. Oh, say. after you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> See? See? Uh, well, so, um, Michael. This is a very special community, and I... I think there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of new podcasts starting out there, even people that are with me in my uh, law school class. There's like three podcasts amongst my class, which is probably <laughs> a pretty accurate ratio for the rest of the population at this point. But there's, there's only one before uh, COVID, by the way. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's easy to start one. It's hard to make one really, really well. And I think this show has really set up a toolkit for all of us um, to really stand out in this growing massive crowd of people doing podcasts. And it really, the show has really, you know, kicked me in the butt to, to get my show started. And I'm, you know, really close to launch right now. And I've been chatting with a couple of folks in Discord, uh, Bobby and a couple of contestants from previous seasons have helped me out with some booking questions and I'm working with Jenny on a couple of things. Like it, it's been amazing. And I, yeah, I, I'm so mm -hmm. excited that I get to be a part of this community going forward too. When I first joined at the beginning, I wanted to get two things out of this, um, education and connections. And even after I got booted off and I was quiet for some time because I got really busy doing like 15 interviews on average every week. And but now that I'm I have more time on my hands again, I'm just really excited to go through all the episodes of this season and really hear everyone and all the hard work they put into, you know, their projects. And so I just like knowing that, you know, I'm part of this family now and um I can, like I said, I can go through the show again. And then if anyone resonates with me, I'm, I'm, I like knowing that I could reach out. So it's really nice to have mm -hmm. this network now, you know, despite my short time I was involved, it, it is nice to know that, oh, you're all here for me now. And I think that's, that's the greatest part of it, really. Are there any challenges that came up after your, your time that you said, oh my God, I would have absolutely rocked this. Or maybe on the flip side. Actually, when I found out the next challenge was going to be an interview, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was right. actually okay not doing it because oh, like, really? I was like, okay. yeah, I think, I mean, of course I would have, I would have owned it. I would have done it, but I, totally. I sort of yeah. felt relieved because 
I was like, oh man, I don't know if their standards of interviewing is going to be up to par with mine. You know, like in, in less than two years now, I've done a collect, like almost 500 interviews um, of yeah. just, you know, people from all walks of life. So I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't want to have that expectation on me that I'm supposed to be good at this. So in a way, I was actually relieved <laughs> that I got voted off before that. Dusty, how about you? Was there, was there a, a challenge that you heard after you left the show that you either are glad you didn't have to be part of or wish you would have been part of? Uh, yeah, the one that I heard about uh, literally right after I got eliminated, uh, the <laughs> oh, opportunity to be on uh, the morning oh, show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, especially because there was a prize involved, uh, the opportunity to intern at DTNS is something that, I mean, if I had gotten that, I mean, I would have been happy to just quit the competition right there. Like that, that would have been, <laughs> that was, would have truly been the brass ring. And so to, you know, hear that I could have been a, a, a guest on the morning show with you guys and, you know, potentially win a really cool prize was, well, I've never wished I could take back a dumb accent more <laughs> in, my, in my entire life. Yeah, I, I would echo that. I, I've, I've been listening to TMS since I was a wee lad. So not, you know, missing out on that opportunity was, was a bummer, but it was so cool getting to hear, you know, the top five beyond that, um, beyond the show. This is going to sound a little strange, but had I known exactly what this process would be like before doing it, I probably would not have done it. However, having done it once, if there was ever an ANTP All-Stars where, you know, we some people were invited back for another season, I would totally do it again. And I <laughs> so, can't really explain what is wrong with me or why I would <laughs> So I'm trying to diagram this sentence. Uh, I'm... I'm glad I did it. Had I known what I was doing, I wouldn't have done it. But if you guys are doing it again, I'd love to do it. Is that what? <laughs> I would never have done it, but having done it, I would do it again. And I think scientifically that's called Stockholm syndrome, but we'll have to check. Um, I, I wanted to actually say that despite all of our and my complaining, uh, you guys really pulled it off. It I can imagine it was a ton of work to make these challenges, to deal with us for the hours and hours and hours of Discord chat that we had and to put it all together. And it was fun. So great, great job to the production team. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It was Good fun, job, question guys. mark. Absolutely. It was fun? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, absolutely. And hats off to, again, to Hemant and Bobby for um, for making it all sound so good. And hats off, by the way, the unsung, another unsung hero is Monica, who, while I'm blathering on about the challenges and who's going home and who's getting shuffled thanks to some ping pong balls into another team, um, she is furiously going through the Discord and editing roles and changing rooms and adding audio rooms and things like that. So... Um, she deserves a, a big hand as well. Yeah, the reason she does it, the reason she does it, because the one time I did it, I kicked almost everybody out and <laughs> really screwed it up. <laughs> Removed everybody favorite. from the server. Yeah, yeah it was great. In fact, it's not just off the show. Were eliminated because I just booted them from the server. I feel like I come to this show and I smoothify the chunky peanut butter that is the three of them. That's right. about it. Yep. <laughs> you make it sound like she just uh, flips switches in Discord, but she does even more than that. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Coordinating All the social people's media schedules, social media. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. So, Brian and I have been here from the beginning, and it was a ton of work for the two of us. And every season, we add extra wrinkles of, of professionalism because we bring in other people to help us. Mm-hmm. And the more people we get, the better. It, it turns out. So the people we have with us now are invaluable to making the show as good as it is. Aww. For sure. Absolutely. And Alex, Alex is awesome. Yeah, actually, Alex isn't here for this, but uh, with all those post-show interviews, which is the only part of this that I don't get to hear until it becomes a podcast, uh, that stuff he does is amazing. And kind of getting to hear all of your insights after this experience is, it's such a great, it's like a package after Christmas that you forgot to open, right? Getting to hear your interviews afterwards. It's, it's, um, it's just so cool. Uh, while we're, while we're pouring yeah. praise onto each other, um, <laughs> uh, you don't, um, get to go by without being praised, Brian. Uh, you yeah. do 
a really great job hosting, of course, but you you just talked about how great of a job we do. But I have to say that I can't appreciate enough how much trust you put in your team um, because because you basically, for, I mean, speaking for myself, you basically just let me do what I'm going to do with the episode. And then you're like, so uh, do you have the finished episode? I got to put it up today. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, here it is. And, <laughs> uh, and I think that's a really good place to, uh, to close things out. Tom, do you have any, any last words? No, I, I'll, I'll just sort of underline a couple of things that people have alluded to already, which is this was, I think, in my estimation, the most sophisticated group uh, of the three. And they had the advantage of, of you know, benefiting from the previous seasons being done and the producers having more tailored expectations. But also there was a lot more experience here. And I noticed in the coaching sessions, it was less how do I do this and more which way. Should I do it? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that was that was really fun. Do you feel like uh, because you've given so much coaching now over three seasons that if people uh, people are going to be able just to to create a Tombot that that does that creates advice for them just pulling from. <laughs> from three seasons of content? Well, Brian, we weren't going to reveal it, uh, but this has not <laughs> been Tom this entire time. Whoa, amazing. <laughs> uh, well, Tom, thank you so much for, for everything you've done all three seasons. I'll tell you to have you here is, uh, yeah, please, please tell Tom, uh, Tom bot 2.0 <laughs> that, uh, it's been a pleasure having him here these, uh, these past three Thanks, seasons. Man. All right. Well, that is going to bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you to all of our contestants. You guys were fantastic. Gave us some of the best moments we've had in this show. Uh, in, in some cases, even the best episodes, the best submissions that we've had in three seasons of this show. Uh, big thanks to our judges who aren't here. You know who you are. Uh, our producers and everybody who works behind the scenes to keep all of the wheels moving the same direction. This is Brian Abbott saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on America's Next Top Podcaster. Thank you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbett. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at jhammondc. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at GM Funky Town. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at Wicked Kitten 13. Alex Albisu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Albisu. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. Make sure to follow the show at Podcasting Idol and visit our website at americasnexttoppodcaster.com for everything else.